And we are back with some streaming freaking news for you guys today. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the title of this might change later, but we'll see. I got this as Netflix fights to save 750,000 subscribers. Where's my explosions? <laughs> Brutality. I didn't hear anything that time. <laughs> Nothing? Zero? No. Oh, you know what? Here. There's your brutality. There you go. <laughs> I had it turned down. My bad. My, my bad. But before we begin, a couple things here. We're going to give you guys like some of the top 10 movies that have been watched so far for this year. And we're also, uh, we, we want to ask you guys a question. Give us your top, mm, what do you think? Top three movies? Top three movies. Give us your top three movies for this year that you're most excited about. Or top three TV shows. Yeah, yeah. Either top three cool. movies, top three TV shows. We did an episode where we were talking about the most anticipated movies and TV shows uh, recently. And this is kind of a, like a follow-up a little bit. You know, we're, we're going to be covering a little bit more different stuff this time around. Oh, there's a lot of good stuff. I got to say, I got to say, uh, anything Marvel related, I'm in. Um, with the TV shows, the Pamela Anderson one and Tom, Pam and Tom and Tom. Uh, I'm in, but make sure you guys do check the description below. If you guys do need a VPN service for whatever reason, you got to protect yourself before you wreck yourself. Check the description below. We got a killer VPN deal. Get that today before the deal expires. What do you got? Buzz TV, buzztvglobal.com. Great products, great customer service, a great software. Always being updated, always being worked on. Uh, it takes a lot of the feedback from the community of the Android box world into effect and implements it into their software. So if you're looking to stay up to date with buzz TV and their devices, make sure that you check out buzztvglobal.com. Kaboob. Okay. Top 10 movies so far for this year. So far for this year, number one, which is interesting is Eternals. And I know this one just dropped on Disney Plus. Eternals is number one. Number two, Spider-Man, No Way Home. People are still trying to get to the theaters and try to watching it. So it's still up there, number two. Number three, which I just watched. Not my cousin's YouTube channel I just watched, but I just watched it. <laughs> uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife. It's a great movie. If you haven't seen Ghostbusters Afterlife, you need to check it out. Uh, the Matrix Resurrections. I keep hearing a lot of mixed reviews on this thing. I haven't seen it yet, but it's on my list. Have you seen any of these four so far? No, I don't think so. Not yet? Okay. Uh, number five, Hotel Transylvania, Transformania. It's part two. Uh, I think Adam Sandler is this one. Really? I think so. I think that he does the voice of the of Dracula. That one's ranked number five. Have you seen the first one? 
Yeah. Yeah. First one's good. Number six is Sing 2. I've seen the first one. If you guys didn't know, the, the little porcupine girl is actually Scarlett Johansson. Oh, yeah. So she actually sings. I'm just like, whoa. Uh, Sing 2 is ranked number six. Number seven is Venom. Let there be carnage. No? Did I say that wrong? I don't know. Carnage. You always sound French when you say it. Carnage. Carnage. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, fra- it's fragile. <laughs> carnage. Let there be carnage. <laughs> yeah. Carnage. At, at the beginning, I always thought you were joking by saying it like that. But now I realize that's you're naturally French. That's where we're going. Wee oh, wee. Oui, oui. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number eight. I'm excited is- about Let There Be Carnage. I am. I'm super excited. It's not out yet, right? I think it is. I've already is seen it? it. Have you? Yeah. Well, if you see it, then it's out then. I got to watch that movie. It's out. Check it out. Number eight, Dune. The new Dune is actually pretty good. It's pretty good. If you haven't seen it, Dune, check it out. Number nine, No Time to Die, James Bond. You know what? I haven't, I think I've seen, I forget the actor's name, but I saw the first one of him as a James Bond and I didn't care about it too much because I'm like this is supposed to be like a prequel where he's younger but he looks old (laughs) this he looks old I don't know I hear they're all great movies so I'm sure eventually I'll watch them all number 10 which I actually like this one a lot I don't know if you've seen this one is called Encanto Disney movie great movie bro Great movie. If you haven't seen it, check it out. Okay. On to the matters at hand. Disney takes control of popular series. And Netflix is fighting to save 750,000. That's what the comma Subscribers. What series? <laughs> what series? Oh, you want to know, huh? So as you guys know, Disney Plus has their own app now. If you don't know, now you know. <laughs> Disney Plus has been around for a few years. And they've been adding a lot of original stuff with... Marvel, Star Wars, they've been coming up with some new movies, and that's the platform that they're using now. They've also acquired some of the Netflix series as Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and they're shifting things over. So, I'm going to read this one here. There is concerns. There are concerns. There are concerns for Netflix presence in the United Kingdom as several popular series are set to leave for Disney+. Plus. <laughs> this caught my head scratching. I'm like, wait, okay? <laughs> 
Netflix is facing a fight to stop as many 750,000 UK subscribers for Disney Plus as Disney is now taking control of a few shows, little tiny ones called Modern Family, How I Met Your Mother, and Sons of Our Anarchy. Those are some big popular shows, yeah. And they're looking at bolstering its own service, possibly doing several spinoffs. What, what, another service? No, they're leaving to the other service. Oh, okay. Netflix to Disney. A streaming company which last week forecasted the lowest number of new global subscribers. We're talking about Netflix here. Since 2010 has lost the UK's rights to five popular titles to Disney this month with more set to follow. There's more coming. There is more coming. So, of course, Modern Family was the most streamed Netflix show ever in Europe for 2020. And it has estimated that the loss of that show could make the biggest impact with 270,000 subscribers to be deemed as hardcore fans. And there's 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 talks already about spinoffs on that show, Crazy. on Disney Plus. Our previous research shows that over half of Netflix top viewing was to major Hollywood studio content. Ooh, wait, what are they talking about here? It is important to keep in mind that Netflix certainly has its own slate of series that are popular among fans. Yeah, we know that. These include mega hit Bridgertone. I never heard of that show. The Regency era drama that will see its second season drop on March 25th. Okay, so it's a brand new show. Stranger Things. And it's also set to to come back later this year. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Netflix has also re recently signed some major Hollywood stars to its films, Leonardo DiCaprio or whatever. They're going to be bouncing around. Jennifer Lawrence, great. Ryan Reynolds. He's all, he's all over the place. But they're not exclusive to one thing. So although Netflix still has a lot for it, you know, a lot going on, it's going to be interesting to see what's going to happen once they start losing some of these shows to Disney+. Plus. That's a lot of people, 750,000 people to shift over. And this doesn't mean they're leaving Netflix for Disney Plus. This could mean they're adding Disney Plus this to Netflix. And true. this could also mean at the same time is they might be evaluating Netflix during this time. And if they're going to be splitting that watch time now. You know what I mean? If they're just like, oh, my modern family is no longer here. Where do I? Oh, Disney Plus. Okay, cool. Let me turn on Disney Plus. They might still have Netflix. 
but they're not going to be getting that watch time hours no more. Right. What right. do you think? You know, there's... I'm trying to find a way to put this. Netflix blew up in an industry that had no competition. So now it actually has to fight for competition. Like it has to fight for space, right? Like Netflix has 220 million subscribers and, you know, they're in the most places all around the world. And when we look at services like HBO Max, for instance, which is fairly new or HBO in general, like their, their streaming platform, it's fair fairly new right but they've grown within what the year and a half two years that hbo max has been around to 75 million subscribers roughly right that's great we're talking about market share versus a company that's been doing this for longer than google's been around right i think netflix is older than google if i, if I could be wrong but i'm pretty sure netflix is older than google crazy when you actually put that into perspective you might have to google that to make sure if i'm right but i think that's right if anybody Anyways, knows leave us a comment below on that yeah. So I guess what I'm trying to say is in most situations, companies get into a genre or a field and then they start to fight for market share and market dominance. Netflix didn't have to do that. They didn't. They created the market. Well, okay. To be fair, there was, they had to steal it from, you know, the brick and mortars. <laughs> the Rick and Morty. <laughs> they had to steal it from the brick and mortars and then, you know, create the whole online platform. And yeah, there was a lot of money invested in trial and error and development and all that stuff. But now there is a lot more competition and a lot more fight over the actual content itself. And subscribers are having to make choices, right? And we've talked about how to make effective choices when it comes to streaming platforms. But one of the things that Netflix has the upper hand or had the upper hand on was, you know, them being in more countries than its competition, right? So Disney Plus is now coming around and launching in 42 more countries, right? We've talked in, in previous live shows and previous episodes where Netflix is investing a lot into, you know, Korea, um, India, South America, not South America, but uh, maybe even South America, but investing a lot of places outside of North America and trying to get a lot more subscribers out of there, right? And then when these other services started coming in, like Disney Plus um, and uh, HBO, Peacock, um, whatever you want to call them, in the, initially, there wasn't a lot of offerings outside of America, right? Like, I don't think I have access to HBO. I'm not sure if I do or I don't. I, I honestly have no idea, but I know that Disney Plus, when it launched, it had a whole calendar list of where and which countries it was coming to and when. So Disney Plus has been growing their attraction for a very, very long time, and they've been growing rapidly. So they've listed another 42 countries that they're coming to, and Disney Plus is going to be stealing a lot, a lot of, of market share. Um, all around the world and gaining their so here right here some good numbers so it says 
The major expansion could also help Disney jumpstart its subscriber growth like it hasn't been jump started already. Uh, they're saying it's starting to slow down now. Disney Plus has started off strong, surpassing 100 million subscribers in less than a year um, and a half after its November 19th launch. However, while Disney said in October that the service had 118 million paid subscribers, that figured that was up 2.1 million from the previous quarter. Disney Plus subscribers count also lags behind Netflix, which is 220. So we're looking at, you know, 60, maybe 55, 60% of the total subscribers Disney was able to acquire. We're not acquire because they're not necessarily stealing, but, you know, be a part of that market share, which is really interesting things, especially when Disney Plus was really only fighting within a select few number of countries. Now that they're opening up to another 42 countries, it's going to be interesting to see what that ratio looks like, that 22 million versus that 118 million that Disney Plus has. Um, I think it's also pretty interesting that, you know, HBO Max is fairly new and all the records are showing that it's actually doing really, really well compared to its growth. Um, so when it's looking at even the regulatory filings that happened in, in the end of January, uh, AT&T revealed that it's beat the projective numbers of the year-end growth with 73.8 million total subscribers between HBO and HBO Max, um, which is really good for, I mean, it's not, it's hard to say that it's going to have the same growth as Disney, but to put it in perspective, not talking about Netflix, HBO Max has 73.8 million and Disney Plus has 118 million. That's not bad. If you consider library size, right? You can't right. say that HBO Max has the same size library that Netflix or Disney Plus does, but it's got some really good growth and it offers some really good things. Yeah, it's HBO. I've noticed HBO is more like a, kind of similar to Netflix. They have to get rights and approvals for stuff. For sure, for sure. You know, sure. and I think they're doing their own. Um, they're doing their own. What's it called? Like originals. Mm -hmm. And Netflix is doing their own originals too. For sure. Um, the other article you had up about Disney, you know, they're making some, you know, they're adding all those new countries, which is great. They're also, there's a new movie called Turning Red that was going to go to theaters that are now they're saying, you know what, let's put it straight to their app. Um, they have it where you could pay an, an extra premium to rent the movie or get early access. And you know, they just announced the Percy Jackson coming, the series coming to Disney, and I think they're going to continue it. I know they had like number one, number two, or I don't know if they had a number three, but they're going to continue it, possibly finish it, and maybe even turn it into a TV show. Like Disney is definitely doing a lot of things, and HBO is doing a lot of things. I think what Netflix is doing right now is they're trying to, and it's funny to say this, even though they do have more subscribers. They're trying to keep up with originality amongst against against everybody else, you know. So this was another article that I thought was pretty interesting, is written over on CoreCutterNews.com, saying that HBO Max could benefit from Netflix's price hike, and this might be the time when you know Netflix is trying to tighten their 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 budgets and their expenses and their profits and their losses, but it could also be the time where we see some 
uh, greater diversity and growth with other services like HBO Max. Uh, so the article says HBO Max could benefit from Netflix's price hike. Um, and this is coming directly from AT&T's CEO. So uh, HBO uh, and their Max, they reached the 73.8 million goal, uh, global subscribers, beating the company's target of 70 to 73 million, which is always great when you beat your targets. Uh, Warner Media noted its decision to remove the HBO channel from Amazon Prime as the cause behind the drop in domestic subscribers while increased interest internationally offset losses. So basically they got more global. They uh, broke even. Yeah. yeah. Well, a little bit more than even, right? I think broke, breaking even would be seven, around 73 million subscribers and they got just over 73, almost 74 million. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think they're... They're doing really, really well. It says without naming uh, a streamer by name. They also discussed the recent Netflix price hike and brought the most popular tier of their service at $15.49 a month, just about HBO Max's ad-free tier, which costs $15 a month. And they said that the market was uh, going to come to us on pricing. And lo and behold, we are no longer at the high end of price after the market. So I think what they're saying is that HBO max was priced around $15 and Netflix is slowly increasing their price to be more expensive than HBO max now. So is that how much is HBO max in your end? Do you have it? I don't have it, but it's 15. It's I think it's 15 bucks is what they're saying. Bucks, but yeah. what, what they're trying to say is because they're slowly in Netflix is increasing their stuff that now they're like, Hey, look, we're not the most expensive, but the thing is, HBO shouldn't be comparing themselves to Netflix because they are not Netflix. They don't have the amount the amount of subscribers that Netflix has. Um, again, yes, they are working on being more creative and 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 having more originals and putting movies exclusively on their app for like a month or whatever it is. But they need to be more. And and maybe HBO Max doesn't have the money that Disney has. For sure. But they need to. Fifteen bucks is too much money. HBO Max, I think, is overcharging, and they think they think they're Netflix, but they're like, it's like, okay, little guy, calm down. You're not, you're not Netflix, and you're not Disney. Yet Disney is charging less money. Netflix is charging more money. You, like you see what these two juggernauts are doing. Disney's like, we got the money. We don't have to overcharge. So we're gonna put it as a good deal netflix is like we got the overhead and we're going to charge more people hbo should be smarter than that and say hey you know what i see both of you guys 9.99 9.99 yeah. ad free i think people would be more inclined to be like okay 9.99 is still a little bit pricey but you know what it's it's pushing me it like for me when i hear if, if you're to come to me and say hey hbo max 999 i'll think about it as soon as you go above above that range <laughs> you know what i say hold on I, I gotta get i gotta pull this fuck off <laughs> i'm like nope as soon as you're over 10 bucks screw it nope not not talking i'm like you know what unless you're gonna bundle it with something if hbo gonna bundle with somebody okay i'll think about it as soon as you're like, nope, by myself, I'm over $10. Fuck off. Nope. I'm out. Instantly, I'm out. Maybe they're going to keep that $15 price for so long that Disney Plus is going to raise it to 15 and 
they're right around the price everyone else is charging. Who knows? I don't think they have to because Disney owns ESPN and Hulu. And if they have that bundle deal, you know what? That bundle deal for 20 bucks is, is great. Yeah, for sure. $20, that's a great deal. And right now, what is it, like $12 or $10 or whatever it is? It's a steal right now. Yeah, for sure. So if they were to increase it to 15 bucks, that bundle, okay. I wouldn't complain about it. I probably, I probably, I probably would see him be like, meh. <laughs> I thought it was getting a steal before. So there's another article. There's a lot of articles talking about HBO today, but uh, it says Dune, The Matrix, and The Succession boost US-based HBO and HBO Max subscribers to 46.8 million. So the global was at 73.8, but within the US, we're looking at 46.8 million. Uh, making a 5.3 million increase over a full year. The numbers were shared as part of AT&T's uh, fourth quarter earnings. And you can kind of see where they're going um, versus globally. And I guess you'd call this nationally within the States. So they are still growing and they have a decent subscriber base. Just talking about, you know, 46.8 million. That's more than the population of all of Canada. So they're making money. <laughs> yeah. But is it like these movies? You watch Dune, right? Yeah, Dune's great. I haven't seen it, but I really want to. And the Matrix movies, people are 50-50 on, but apparently it's driving people to HBO and HBO Max. So they well, got to keep wanna, doing what they're doing. They definitely want to check it out. I know a lot of people want to check out that Matrix. And I, you know what's funny? I actually heard a lot of people on Facebook saying, I better check out matrix before they take it away later this month <laughs> you know what i mean so it's kind of like it's one of those things like it's there so might as well just take advantage of it um one thing i wanted to share peacock has been in the news it's been in a, in a lot of people's actually like conversation about peacock uh they do have an ad free. So here we go. So you can watch free with limited ads. Of course, this price is great. Limited ads. You still get limited. Okay. So on the watch free you get, so this is across the board, the premium with this, some ads it's four ninety nine a month, or you could add the plus, which is nine 99 for no ads, which you know what? I wouldn't mind paying four 99 to get limited ads. I'm okay with that because I like to see what kind of updates or sales or whatever are coming, even though if it's like 30 seconds, I'm good with that, right? This is why. So check it out. The free, or actually I'll, I'll do it by, by the category. Watch 40,000 plus hours of hit movies, TV shows, and more. All of them have it, including free. Enjoy 50 plus always on channels, live TV. They all have it. The free doesn't include this. It unlocks all 60,000 hours. So there's 20,000 hours missing between the free and then the premium and the plus. So it's available on the premium and the plus. All our live sports and events, including Sunday Night Football, Premier League, and WWE, that's available on the premium and the plus. Next day access to current NBC hits. So if something airs live yesterday, they put it on their app the next day. That's the premium and the plus. 
I like this one. Download and watch select titles offline. You can only get that on the Plus. That's a cool feature. I can get that on Disney Plus where I could download something. And if I'm on the plane, I could watch it. So you can only get that on the Plus and then watch ad free only on the Plus. I'm actually okay with the premium. I don't have to download stuff offline. Most of the time on the plane, I'm pretty much drinking vodka and listening to music and probably playing a game on my phone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I I wouldn't download a movie or TV show when I got, you know, other means of, of doing it. Most of the time we could just download it on a jump drive and put it on our tablet and we're good. This is a good deal. Now, the thing is, they're going to be airing. Remember the, the 50 Always On channels? This is available everywhere. You can watch the Olympics, Winter Olympics going on. This is the thing that I like. There are a few shows you'll likely want to add to your watch list ASAP. This is all new stuff from Peacock. Uh, I haven't heard about Brave New World. It's coming soon. In Deep with Ryan. Uh, this is the, the, the Olympic swimmer. Some people like those reality type shows. I'm like, whatever. Cartoon, Cleopatra in Space. The Capture, I'm actually excited about. This is coming in July. I'll let you guys look into it. Lost Speedways. If you love NASCAR, this is good. Um, this I'm actually very interested in. Intelligence. Hmm. Coming in July. A lot of stuff coming July 15th, by the way. If you notice, two comedians. You know who this is, right? Well, of course I know who that is. I don't know who yeah. the other guy is. He's also, he's, he's been in a couple things also. He's funny. He's funny. Um, remember I told you I had a friend that was doing a TV show? Yeah. This is it. Nice. Ghost Hunters. Uh, Psych 2. I don't know about this. Lassie Come Home. It's a Peacock original, though. Look, July 15th. A lot of stuff's coming in July 15th. Hitman, Peacock original. August 6th. AP Bio... I don't know what that is. Where's Waldo cartoon notes and crosses. I keep hearing this over and over. And I'm like, what the hell is this? And it looks interesting after I'm like reading some of this stuff. Five bedrooms. I, I don't know about that. Curious George. And of course they're saying there's more coming, but looks like Peacock's going to have a big year. Looks like they're going to have a pretty big year. And there's more like they, they keep saying that there's more stuff. Like this is like their sneak peek of what they're coming up with. And this is just the beginning of it. Now, speaking of some of these originals. I got to talk about Hulu. Hulu has some of the best. Originals that you can find. Have you seen this one? Handmaid's Tale? Oh, yeah, I've seen bits and pieces. Pretty good. Dude. I think they're I think they're doing one more season and they're done. So we'll see. Only Murders in the Building. I'm actually interested in this one. Came out last year. Yeah. 2021, last year. With Steve Martin. Steve Martin and uh, what's his name? The Selena Gomez. Oh, Mar Martin Short. Yeah, Martin Short. Wow, look at Martin Short. I know. 
<laughs> Castle Rock. I keep hearing a lot of good stuff about this one. Future Man. Oh. Oh. What is this? Oh. Season four? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> that show is actually pretty funny. I, I keep hearing a lot of good stuff. It's on my list. The Great. What's the first two or three seasons? I don't remember what it is, but. The Greats, I, yeah, I'm interested in this one. Anything when it comes to, like, medieval times and all that stuff, I'm, I'm, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. Um, normal People. They're saying this is not only one of the best original shows on Hulu, but it may also be one of the most romantic. <laughs> Anybody who wants a romance, here you go. Based on the popular novel. Veronica Mars, I like her a lot. Kristen Bell? Have you seen the movie Queen Pins? Oh. It's a hilarious movie with her, her in it. She's, she's, I, like, I've seen her in other things before, but she is a really good actress. Like, I'm, I'm stoked for this. Devs? Devs was originally was a show originally developed by uh, FX, but it came out on Hulu. Remember who owns who owns who owns FX and Fox? Mm -hmm. Little fire, little fires everywhere. Reese Witherspoon. Like these are some big things coming out. Solar opposites. I heard about this. I just, I don't know too much about it. So we'll see. They're planning for a third season. Um, honorable mentions. It's funny. They got some honorable mentions here. Uh, they got The Looming Tower, 112263, which is a Stephen King's novel. I'm stoked about this one. Uh, Catch-22, World War II novel. I'm all about, I'm all about history and war stuff. Pen-15, I'm not sure about this one. I've heard people talk about it. I'm not sure. Dollface. I like Cat Dennings. And it's supposed to be a comedy. So, oh, one more, one more. And then it's my last article. I don't know if you got any more. <laughs> I got, I got one, one more to mention, which is also on Hulu, which isn't out yet. But we did recently talk about it, and I cannot believe, I cannot believe when we talked about this thing that I didn't realize who this was. It's called Pam and Tommy. Mm -hmm. I don't know why they didn't call it Pamela and Tom. But Pam and Tommy... Pamela Anderson Lee and then Tommy Lee. Uh, it's a Hulu original that's going to, that's released in February this month. Um, the actress playing Pamela, like we were reading some of this stuff. We're like, Oh shoot. It's Seth Rogen. He's in it. And Oh shoot. Like, you know, like we're like, who's this, who's this, you know, Sebastian Stan, dude, you know, who's playing Pamela. It says Lily James. It says Lily James. And we said this last time. And let me see if I could, if I could uh, see there's, there's Seth. I got to find an angle. Oh, here we go. 
Did it go full screen? It didn't go full screen. Did that look familiar? No. She doesn't look familiar yet? She look familiar there? Nope. I probably haven't seen the movie that she's in. Does she look familiar there? I mean, she looks a lot like Pam there. <laughs> she does, but... Oh, no, man. Does she look familiar right there? <laughs> nope. Every single shot, it's it's like it's, she's looking more and more like somebody that we know. Negative. Right there, they made her, they did a really good job making her look like Pamela right there. Nothing? Nothing. If you were to put her in pigtails and colored one baby blue and one pink, that's Harley Quinn. Suicide oh. Squad. Oh, I haven't seen Suicide Squad. Ah, oh, come on. She's been in several things, though, besides Suicide Squad. The Joker. Yeah. No. Mm -mm. Nope. She, I, I, when I first saw her, I'm just like, wait. That's her, right? I, I, I don't know. I'm pretty sure that's her. I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you. But anyway, um, what do you got? What do you got? Um, what else you got? I don't know. It's just, uh, just some random articles that I have here. I guess I'll just share them and we'll go through them really quickly. So uh, Peloton, uh, very, very, I guess, popular exercise company, uh, is having... A uh, really hard time this year. They're at the lowest that their stock has ever been at in the last year, completely. Uh, really took a hard tank. And now they're having to deal with characters and shows having heart attacks on their bikes. So <laughs> I guess that's an adverse effect that's going to have on their, I guess, popularity. Um, Yeah, it said starting the end of January, their stock has really been plummeting. Um, a second TV show character has been shown having a heart attack while riding a Peloton. This comes just at over a month after a beloved character from Sex and the City was killed off after a workout on one of the company's bikes. So it's pretty interesting when you have to think about how... Uh, your products are being used in TV shows and movies and how it's going to affect, you know, your market. Mm. Interesting yeah. stuff. Interesting stuff. Uh, going through some of these articles really quickly. YouTube TV is actually do real quick. Sorry. I gotta, I gotta correct myself. I stand corrected. That's not the girl from suicide squad. <laughs> Dude. Okay. You've seen Wolf of wall street. I think so. Yeah. That's with Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. And the, and remember, he was married to that blonde, the Duchess? Yeah. That's Margaret Robbie. And here's a, a, an image. Let's see if I can pull this one up. Um, damn, it doesn't want to pull it up. Okay, here it is. Here's an image of it real quick. Sorry. From that movie, right? 
that's that's the girl from Suicide Squad. So I, I went to look up Lily James, and this is nothing like her at like they made her look like Robbie, like Margaret Mar Margaret Robbie. I can't even say her name, but this is Lily James. This does not look anything like Pamela Anderson at all, right? No. But when you look at some of the makeup that they've done for her, look. That's very good. <laughs> That's in, She looks like the girl from Suicide Squad, Harley Quinn. Holy smokes. I stand corrected. I apologize. I wanted, to, I wanted to take care of that before somebody says, dude, you're wrong. I thought this was actually her. When I, when I saw the previews and everything, I'm just like, dude, that's freaking Harley Quinn. They did an amazing job with that makeup. Okay. For sure. For sure. Proceed. I apologize. <laughs> so YouTube TV is $10 off for your first three months if you're looking to get into UTB. Um, it is still expensive. We're still looking at you know $54.99 versus $64.99. But it's just in time for Super Bowl, so you can get the three-month subscription with ideally a thirty-month, a thirty-dollar discount, going from one ninety-five to one sixty-five that you'll pay for those three months. Uh, some of the features that you get with uh, UTV, YouTube TV, is things like um, DVR capabilities, uh, familiar YouTube interface. 85 major channels covering live sports, news, entertainment, and more. Also includes unlimited recording for up to six accounts. Uh, you can cancel whenever you like as well. So if this is something you've been thinking about trying, uh, $10 discount. And uh, if things like you know the DVR and all the other stuff is going to be useful for you, then that could be a deal that you'd want to check out. I personally never tried YouTube TV. Have you checked it out on your side at all? No. No? Okay. So not much there. Uh, I only have one more article. Uh, and the last article that I have here is the Super Bowl 2022 won't even stream in 4K on NBC. So um, if you were looking forward to seeing it in 4K, um, then here it is here. 2022 Super Bowl won't be broadcasted or streamed in 4K again this year when the game takes place on February 13th. NBC Sports has confirmed to The Verge uh, the lack of 4K stream marks the second year in a row that the big game won't be available with the higher level of picture quality. Uh, the game will not be in 4K. And Dan Mason-son? Uh, a spokesperson for NBC Sports told The Verge, NBC, which is the hosting, which is hosting the big game this year, has never actually aired an NFL game in 4K or HDR. So, like, nah, we haven't done it. We're not going to do it. Stupid. There's, you know what? It's, it's, it's to me, to me. Oh man, I can go to a rant on a freaking. So I've watched some football games. And you can tell when they're using the 4K cameras because the quality just looks so much better. It looks way realistic, right? Yeah. And they usually only use those cameras when the players are running in and out or on and off the field, on and off the field, or when they make a touchdown and they're celebrating and stuff. That's typically only when you see the major difference. And it's, so it's only little clips here and there that they're showing little things, but I have a feeling they're probably going to do the same thing where they're just going to show like just a little, like, oh, touchdown, here he is, great quality, back to shit. I'm, uh, we're living in a world today in 2022 that most people have 4K TVs. 
And if they don't have a 4K TV and if it's a 1080p, it's okay. If the stream's coming in, the TV's going to read how it's going to read it. Like TVs are built with all the different codexes and everything for it to read the transmissions coming in. But when a big company like NBC is not able to produce 4K quality, it's not able to produce not even the highest quality available, but a quality that most people have in their home. Check this out, though. Check this out. Check this out. So NBC says we're not going to be doing it in 4K, even though we're hosting it. We have the rights to host it, right? But then it goes on to say, rather, the 4K broadcasts were limited to partners like Altus, Xfinity, Fubo TV. You know, we keep talking about Fubo doing some big things. YouTube TV, DirecTV, Dish, and other things. Um, even then, coverage was limited to specific events and whatever and whatever. So um, it's interesting to see some of these other places offering 4K quality when NBC doesn't or even CB. What was it? CB. Oh, they were talking about CBS, I think, as well, too. Uh, where was it? Fox Sports. CBS doesn't produce any of its games in 4K either. That's what it says here, too. But then you have some of those smaller other companies that are producing 4K content. So pretty interesting where things are going. Well, those other companies, it's the thing is the thing what they're going to do, what they're saying is they're upscaling it is what they're doing. Those are the companies that are going to be streaming it in 4K. If NBC are the ones on the field with the cameras and they're not giving us. They're just giving they're just giving us the feed. That means if DirecTV says, hey, we're putting it here on on our pack. I know DirecTV had like the NFL Sunday ticket for like ever. So mm-hmm. if they're just like, hey, we're streaming it here on DirecTV with a package, they're upscaling it. Mm. But that doesn't mean it's 2K, it's 4K, you know what I mean? Like, oh man, I I I, I hate. Okay, so this is like maybe some people don't understand what upscaling means because I know they have I know oh man there's so many Nvidia Shield lovers out there that will say bro I got I got AI upscaling I could watch 4K and 8K if I want to it's like no you can't what's the best way you could explain upscaling like let it sink in for a little bit. Let's say you're getting a feed that's 720 or 1080p and you're upscaling it to 4K. What is the simplest way that you could explain that to people? So the worst way to upscale is just taking the raw feed that's 720 and then stretching it over a canvas that's 1080 or 4K. Obviously, you're going to get lots of pixelation. Um, it won't be looking that great. Uh, upscaling these days usually has some form of smart technology to it, maybe some kind of art, uh, artificial or AI, um, you know, uh, conversion where it'll say, okay, these pixels around this area looks like this and it should be displayed like this. And then it gets stretched and it gets bigger where it looks a little bit cleaner than just stretching the same picture 
mm -hmm. uh, or the same pixels amongst a bigger canvas. So smart upscaling would be something where it's adding more pixels in versus not smart upscaling is kind of just stretching the same pixel over a larger space. Mm -hmm. Now, to dumb that down for people who who just want a straight up answer. If you're upscaling 1080p to 4K, is that stream 4K? L literally, yes. Technically, no. <laughs> so literally, it's, it's, it's on a 4K canvas, but technically it might not look any better than you watching it in 1080p like exactly depends on the upscaling like the the ai upscaling though and sometimes the AI upscaling does look pretty decent and depends on also how close you are to your tv <laughs> and the size of your tv the size of your tv yeah so the only time it actually matters is if you have what do we say it's it's got to be bigger than a 65 or 70 inch well, yeah, you're definitely going to see when it's stretched anything bigger than like a 60 inch for sure. Yeah. Anything bigger than that, when you start upscaling it, a lot of them, what they do is like the next level said, they add all these little pixels so it looks clean and you should be able to see it. But it's not true 4K. You're still watching it in 1080p. I bet you anything, if you turn off that feature and you're watching it, it's going to be still pretty close. The only time you could tell a major difference or a difference is when you're starting to look at like my screen downstairs, my 80 some inch screen that I got. Once you start getting into those bigger sizes, 80 some, 90 some, 100 some, then yes, it matters drastically, you know? I can tell, I have an NVIDIA Shield and I do have that AF scaling. AI upscaling because you know sometimes I'm just like I just want a 1080p it's still going to look pretty it's going to look really really good still and some of those files aren't that big when they're coming in so I'm just like it this looks amazing and it's clean and it's great if I got apps like Disney Plus and they're doing all the work and they're giving me in Dolby Vision Dolby Atmos like all the Dolby stuff it's going to look unbelievable which I've confirmed it already it looks unbelievable and the thing is, when you are trying to stretch something, if you have a 45-inch screen TV or a 55-inch screen TV or even a 60-inch screen TV, and you're just like, you're crying because you can't see this in 4K, you're not really missing out on much. And sometimes you might be like, dude, you're wrong because when I'm watching a live TV stream and when I do flip it over and the quality does look cleaner, Sometimes with these live streaming services, they downscale it. So you get a very flow. You get a very consistent uh, stream. Yeah. Consistent stream where you, it won't buffer. It won't do any of that garbage. So if the feed's coming in consistently at 720, 1080p, because they don't want you to buffer. And that's, I guess that's what NBC is trying to do. So that way you don't buffer because 4k is a big file and 4k live TV is a massive consistent consistent imagine a, a 4k movie averages about what 30 gigs 40 40 gigs it, yeah it could be larger it could be smaller it all depends i've seen as large as you know 
60 gigs 90 ish 90 gigs yeah I've, I've seen those big ass files too but on an average 4k movie uh 20 to 60 somewhere between there some okay so let's just pick 30. 30 okay 30 30 30 gigs of a movie when we look at a movie that's coming in most of the time it's cached and you get bits and pieces as you're watching it because 30 gigs coming in all at one time is a hell of a lot of data now imagine live tv if they're trying to push 30 gigs of information coming in and it's not remember you're not watching something that's cached you're watching something that's live the only time you can get anything that's cached is when they delay it by a few seconds so that way you don't buffer but it's still a lot of information coming in every second over and over and over and over and most of these cable most of these internet providers cannot handle that modems and routers cannot handle that amount of information coming in per second so i understand why they're going down to 1080p and not pushing it to 4k i really wish they could figure this out though you know what i mean Mm -hmm. they have to be able to figure this out to, to be able to see better like i said i've been able to watch some of these things where they have one camera that is in 4k and i'm like dude that looks amazing and then they switch it over to something else quick. I'm like, damn it. I'm like, it looks so nice. They need to figure it out. They need to figure it out. And, and when you are watching this in 4K, just remember you are upscaling it and it's not true 4K. Live streaming in 4K is, is hard. <laughs> it's not easy. So, okay. Um, I think that's it with the articles. I think we're, we're good. A lot of information today on this episode. Um, hope you guys have enjoyed it. Leave us a comment below. Let us know what you guys think. Um, let us know what you guys think. So much stuff out there. Have you guys checked out Disney Plus? What are your favorite movies, TV shows that you guys are looking for as we started the episode? What are your streaming apps that you have? Leave us a comment below. Let us know. Um, we always appreciate you guys coming. And next level, what do you got before we go? You want to say, guys, thank you guys for coming out and checking out another episode of beyond the streams uh, wherever you guys are listening to us make sure that you leave us a review so other people like yourself can find the content that you enjoy uh if you are looking to get uh be a part of the community be a part of the conversation make sure you check out beyond the streams on youtube every thursday around 3 to 4 p.m eastern standard time we have a live show uh you never know where the conversations are going to go uh over here on beyond the streams we have had other creators to CEOs of companies or products that you use on here. So you want to make sure you have that notification bell turned on and that you're subscribed to all the different platforms, including BS clips where you can find small little bite-sized conversations that we have over here on beyond the streams. So until next time, we'll see you guys on the next one. Peace.